Welcome to another episode of Fill in the Blank Podcast. I'm joined with Evan Ewing. So what's up, Evan? This is the only podcast that injects themselves with CIA-grade truth serum before we even begin. What? (laughs) We're given the facts, so I guess that's what you're hinting at? Only the truth. Only the truth. Well, the truth will be revealed. We're talking about the biomedical tissue services. What comes to your mind when I say biomedical tissue services? Um, probably like stem cell like, research, like skin grafting, that kind of thing. You yeah, know, like kind of helping burn victims. Yeah, um, like maybe experimenting with um, ways to kind of heal someone's tissues or regenerate type of skin. Sounds like a good program, yeah. especially if you know you're a firefighter. You lose some of your skin or something in a fire. You're able to get it not graft from your ass, but able to kind of fix it and heal it in a way. I know one of the firefighters uh, yesterday in the uh, this might be dating the podcast, but yesterday is the Notre Dame uh, Cathedral fire. I know one of the firemen was badly injured, so maybe some uh, help that poor guy out. You know, more facts will be loaded up on that, and we might end up doing out of or fill in the blank on that one. Well, the Biomedical Tissue Services, known as the BTS, was a Fort Lee, New Jersey human tissue recovery firm that was shut down by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, also known as the FDA, on October 8, 2005. Now, why would they do that, Robbie? Well, after its president, Dr. Michael Mastromirano, and two other employees were convicted of illegally harvesting human bones, organs, tissues, and other cadaver parts from individuals awaiting cremation for foraging numerous consent forms and for selling the illegally obtained body parts to medical companies without consent of their families. It's always something. It's always a shit. That did not seem like the good group of people we made them out to be in the beginning of the <sighs> podcast. Man, could have been. You know, it's crazy because you ever what's going on right now in our times is um, the idea for late uh, late trimester abortion. Um, basically, in an interview, this guy said, like, once the baby's alive, they tell the mother that the baby died. Like, the baby's dead. Your baby has a heart tumor, has a heart murmur. You know, it's it's not going to, when it, when it comes out, it's not viable. You know, this baby comes out, the mom's like, let me see my baby. Like, your baby is dead, sorry. And they put the baby away before the mom can get her hands on it. And then that baby's got a good two weeks or something, could have a good two weeks left, a nice seven-pound baby. And they go and study it, research it, all these vans and stuff come in. And then when people do late trimester abortion, like the baby's already produced, it's only got like a week or two left. What happens is they cut it out and they send it away. When the, the baby's like, oh, it's going to die, you know, set, cut it out, send it away. Dude, my socks are like across the fucking room. My wig is blown off. What are you talking about? This what? is happening right now with the late, the, 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 the act that just got passed. The bill that just got passed on late trimester abortion. So you can have a baby and when this baby is born, like it, it, when you're in your last like month, last couple weeks, you can decide to get an abortion. That's not right. The baby has a heartbeat. And that is, that's pretty scary. It should be a viable human, but what happens is it can't survive. So what happens is when they take it out, they sell the, 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 like they use it for research. They test on it. They do all these types of weird stuff to it. Sometimes the nurse will actually, it, it got one of the hospitals in, um, I think it was Arizona or somewhere weird was taking the babies and all these babies were going missing from the doctor's rooms. All these babies couldn't have died. 
but the nurse was stealing them, and they were sending them in these vans. Helicopters were coming in, black vans were coming in, and taking these babies and taking them to research facilities. And they were getting paid so much money because they would get like five million dollars for, you know, a seven a seven year uh, seven pound baby. Like, Jesus, you know, listeners, we will not posit an opinion on this issue. Lots of feelings running very high, you know. Let's just all agree to love each other. Sadly, that's not what the world comes to. We're dealing with on... It's it's such a gray area. Lots of religious beliefs, you know. This is happening in 2005. You don't even want to know what we're probably doing in 2019. Well, let's talk about the human skin aspect of stuff, taking all this. In the U.S. alone, the human skin has the largest market and supplier with 2 million products derived from human tissue are sold each year, doubling over the decade. So since 2005, that number has doubled. So the case of the dead benefiting the life of the living towards research and understanding, that's how they explain this. The dead are giving us information that we need to survive and get more about our bodies. Now, it's okay if a a certain person we get consent from to test their loved one's body part or something. Like, let's see, you know, can we use your, your, your son's heart to save this other person? Dude, organ donors save lives, yes. man. It might it might be but your it might organs, be scary. Your, it might be it might be weird to think about your body being like taken apart, you know, your after you die. But are not only sometimes uh, going to somebody else. They're sometimes taken to the government and they're sold somewhere else on a black market. You ever hear about like of a person has no relatives or no family alive and they get into like let's say a motorcycle. It's common with motorcycle accidents. That person gets in a her- terrible car wreck. turns into a vegetable. They have no one to decide their fate for, no will or anything. They just decide, pull the plug, kill you, take your organs. Even though you could have a chance of survival. Even though you could just be in a coma. We don't know when you're going to wake up, but it's better just to get rid of you now and then use your organs to benefit something else in the long run. <sighs> What's your idea behind that? It's scary. It's, there's a lot of issues in the way the machine we live in runs, but... Lots of benefits, too. Well, there's been cases where family members have been having a child or something missing for a long amount of time because they went on a trip somewhere. No one knew where they were going. You know, they're adult. They grow up. They go out and take random trips sometimes. They go and experience the world, go ride a motorcycle somewhere. You haven't seen your son in four years. You haven't heard from him, haven't known anything about him. Next thing you know, you see there's just, you know, it's just some government thing that's going on that they killed your son off because he was in an area where no one knew him no one knew how to thing him everybody told he, the government said they were dead or the doctor said he was dead and um they took all his organs off and, and you never know what happened to your kid that's a scary thought man but that's something the real world has obviously something like that has happened man like obviously man the real world is a scary scary place lots of disgusting horrible shit body not snacks. not even malicious shit just Horrible accidents. Body snatching has been happening through history, man. It happened with like 19th century the Burke and Hare murders. Like when we talk about Robert um, yeah. Lister and all those, like his whole his whole on um, when he got that guy Robert Knox. Like when he exposed him for working on a yeah. dead woman's corpse that was just became dead. Carried the woman out himself. <laughs> yeah, like the whole lot. Yeah, good job. But it's like that whole um, aspect of it, like. 
body snatching has happened. Like it's people sell organs like black markets. You can find some crazy stuff on the black market. People sell eyes. You know, you talk about waking up in a bathtub filled with ice with your kidneys taken out. Like people want that stuff. People pay a certain amount for things. Well, let's talk about the history of this. In the late 2005, the New York City Police Department investigated Michael Marino and his company BTS for allegedly selling stolen human body parts. The probe was first reported by the New York Daily News in October 2005 and led to a number of exhumations including one of Queen's New York woman who had, been, who had many of her bones removed and placed with PVC piping which is a typical industry practice for cosmetic reconstruction of tissue donors. According to government witnesses, BTS sought business relationships with a number of funeral homes in New York and Pennsylvania, solely to obtain access to recently deceased people, often paying the funeral homes 1000 or more per corpse. So a lot of times, hospitals were getting trouble for selling dead people's bodies to these types of individuals or companies that were taking the organs and selling it somewhere else. So they would also go to funeral homes, and a lot of times you're... Um, there's actually been a couple cases in recent news, too. It's happened a lot, like in 2000 and up to the year we are now. Um, people, like, their family's body wasn't in the coffin. It was just a closed coffin. Like, say, you know, you got into an accident or something, closed coffin, it's not going to be a good site. You can't piece the body together. You can't do all those disembowelment type stuff. But, you know, when they suck all the organs out, you know, sometimes they might use some of that, depending on how viable the person is when they die. Like, they yeah. just do that when the person dies. And to think, there's been a couple times people have opened up their casket for their loved one, and it's another body in there. It's not that. It's like, this isn't my uncle. This isn't my grandfather. Where's my grandfather? You lost my grandfather? It's, it's it's such a shame. Imagine you lose something. You're going through a traumatic situation, and you open up your casket or open up one of your family members' casket to kiss your mom on the forehead. God forbid, but kiss your mom on the forehead, and it's not your mom. It's a Chinese woman. That's Miss Yang from the laundromat downstairs. It's – I've personally experienced, you know, like it's dealing with funerary – you know, how could you be arrangements? It's 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 really delicate. It's I, a tense moment. My one of my friends is cremated. I I still have tr like I have trouble because I don't have like a grave to go see. You know, and like I can't even think of if I did have like some sort of casket to open, and like it wasn't fucking him. Like, uh, 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 like, yeah, that shit can get intense and People rough. Answers. People get it's yeah, it sucks. Well, let's talk about, um, so they're using PVC piping and all this stuff that, you know, creating business relationships with funerals for you know, for $1,000 or more per corpse. So in nearly every case, BTS employees obtained human, allograft, tissue, bones, ligaments, and other cadaver material from forging family members. So they did get some consent in other doctor forms without actual authorized consent. So they never got the person's word. They more like got doctor's words. Yeah. Often against the written wishes of the family. So some of the families are like, I do not want him to be an organ donor. I just want him buried in the ground. I want everything intact with him. It's his stuff. Keep him. So people would go against that. 
BTS employees engaged in highly irregular and unsafe practices such as allowing cadavers to deteriorate before collecting tissue and parts, not testing donor material for diseases such as HIV and AIDS, and even accepting cancerous and other disease cadavers for harvesting and selling. Under federal regulatory guidelines for the proper care and management of donated human tissue, firms are required to screen and test donors for relevant communicable disease agents and diseases that ensure HCTPs are processed in a way that prevents communicable disease contamination and cross-contamination. So when you get an organ transplant, let's say you got a, you want a new kidney. Yeah. Well, this guy just died um, from like a, a really bad sickness. We need to make sure that his organ, like he didn't die from a sexually transmitted disease. If he yeah. died of AIDS, if he died of something like that, we can't give Entire you Entire body isn't useful. Because what's going to happen is that organ's going to go into you later down the road. You're going to start feeling what he was feeling. And you're going to end up dying from the same exact thing because now your body is infected with an infected organ. It's now going to infect the other ones. So that's when, you know, the, the guidelines for like federal regulatory guidelines came out for the proper care and management of this tissues. That's a smart act to definitely have because you got to watch that. It's got to be very careful. You don't want to save a little girl's life. And next thing you know, you gave her some guy that has syphilis's heart. You know, because and this is not to disincentivize or disconcert people from becoming an official organ donor. You can, you can save countless lives by just having one little check mark on your driver's license, you know? Do you want to guess the average cost of a human body if it's disease-free? I can't even imagine. Between 80000 and $200,000. I can imagine, yeah. Now I, I couldn't imagine, now I can. <laughs> would, you, would you sell a kidney for like $5,000? Not when I'm using it. Fuck no. <laughs> well, what would you when do I'm... if you were an addict and you were trying to get some money? That dude I would easily go sell his kidney. Sure, you want to take my eye for nine grand? You just get to wear an eye patch and give you a C&I dog or something. Best not to give people that choice. You end up being <laughs> that dude that's like no arms and legs and like no, no nothing left, just like a head and a torso, and he's sitting in, like just sitting in a wheelchair. Yeah, but best not give people like a choice between keeping an arm and I got thirty a grand for my eyes and twenty <laughs> grand for my lips and fifty grand for my ears. Yeah, like yeah, but you look scary. What? Yeah, pe- pe- people will take that, unfortunately, sometimes. Some people just, that's why we talk about addiction, just goes down the road. Well, the right to know where the new parts you're getting were from, if they were alive or dead. Sometimes some hospitals are actually accused of putting a dead organ in somebody's body. So, like, we, all, we know about dead organs and about, like, you know, when someone dies, obviously, you're transferring their organ. Their organ's still viable, but it's dead. It's not really working anymore. Yeah. They have to kind of restart and get it kicked back into a new system. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about taking a corpse that's been dead, deteriorated for, like, a year, and taking that organ and then stealing that and putting that in somebody's body. That can't fucking work. You're sitting there like, <gasps> I, I don't know, my kidney does not feel any better, man. I still feel like I'm dying. You'd be like, all right, you'll be fine. A couple months later, that person dies. They're like kidneys, just like, sorry. So to conceal their practices, BTS employees forged a variety of the necessary certificates and even as in one case of an exhumed Queen's woman's replaced bone with PVC piping to fool family members of the deceased. Of the numerous companies who purchased illegally obtained body parts or tissue, none had ever contacted the family member listed on the deceased consent forms to verify the consent. 
or even that the cons uh, consenting person listed actually existed. The BTS scandal became international news after it was determined that the remains of the deceased broadcaster Alistair Cook were among those that had been violated and sold in New York. The Cook case was featured on a 2008 episode of Horizon, How Much Is Your Dead Body Worth? People that do this and sell them on black market are known as um, ground-level wranglers and get as much as $10,000 going into hospitals and mortuaries. <sighs> it's definitely depressing, but you got to yeah. think, like, this is an well, issue I never even knew about. Like, I heard, we thought that biomedical tissue services was the people that helped out firefighters and gave them new skin. Imagine if that skin's coming from your dead grandma who didn't consent to have all her skin taken away. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, you, it's easy to relate to people who are like, like, yeah, they're, they're just like squeamish. When they're alive, they didn't want to think about, like, where their dead organs were going. But, like, when they're dead, they don't care about them. And their heart can save a innocent teenage girl's life you know well, what comes to your mind when we think of what happens after you die you believe your organs should still be in there you know the the egyptians believed in mummifying the bodies and keeping them preserved and keeping the organs intact i think you know it'd be a weird way of thinking of the afterlife is if your body becomes your vessel like that when it dies it becomes your vessel when you go up into whatever place you're going to our spiritual world so like when you're a ghost or something if you become a ghost you have, like, as your body deteriorates on Earth, your ghost starts to deteriorate in that form. So sooner or later, your eye starts popping out, and you start getting, like, worms. That's what scares me is because if your body's going to be used in the next life, too, like the afterlife, imagine people that get cremated. They're just a pile of ash. Like, they can that, feel themselves a, burning in the other world. Like, that just always freaked me out. That'd be a cruel design. Imagine someone taking out your kidneys, and you're a ghost. Like, hey, that's mine. I don't need it right now, but still. Imagine like a like an autistic person, you know. Like. What? When they pass into the afterlife, they they don't get any release. You How know. How easy would it be to just take an autistic kid's kidney rather than a normal kid's kidney? They probably see that as easy pickings. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's crazy to think about, but it's it's out there. Well, in February two thousand six. Uh, six, Michael Mastromino, then a 42-year-old, former New Jersey-based oral surgeon and CEO and executive director of operations of BTS, was convicted along with three employees of wrongdoing and sentenced to prison terms. Wrongdoing. <laughs> Stealing tissues and stuff. Wrongdoing. Not a box of tissues. Wrong. Human tissues. Mastromino and Lee Crusetta, one of the convicted employees, agreed to a deal that resulted in their imprisonment. Mastromino was sentenced on J June 27, 2008 in the Supreme Court in Brooklyn, New York, to between 18 and 54 years in prison. Director Toby Dye made the documentary Body Snatcher of New York about this case in 2010. On September 4, 2008, defense attorneys for human graft tissue distributors asked U.S. District Judge William J. Martini to dismiss hundreds of charges asserting that the companies never knew the body parts were illegally obtained, and they say there is no evidence that transplanted tissue made anyone ill. You gotta think, though, you're doing all these types of body transfers. How much of it is 100% like healthy? Like, how much of it is 100% clean organs? You're definitely, there's someone that's got some disease out there. I know, I forget exactly that's who why it when, was. That's why when you get an organ transfer, 
they test you like they watch you they put you under like a, a watch for a certain amount of time like you you, you got to keep constant updates doctor's appointments to make sure that the organs not infecting you in some certain way i believe it was the actor who played the predator in predator he got into a i believe it was a motorcycle crash and he received a blood transplant and from that he received the aids virus no fault of his own just fucking it's crazy thinking how are you going to convince somebody you got AIDS from a blood transfusion not from the other way that's it's it's nuts on September 4th 2008 defense attorneys uh, like I said they said that there's no evidence that the transplant tissue made anyone ill well according to the actual FDA all tissue products collected and distributed by BTS were recalled and will be monitored for a complete accounting of all graft material. BTS sold its product products to five companies. Two of the companies were LifeCell Corporation of New Jersey and Regeneration Technologies of Florida. Overall, about 10,000 patients in the United States and Canada received graft tissues from BTS. Companies looked at the dead with dollar signs, no longer as a being. This happened in Florida and New Jersey. This is happening all over. Like, it's not, like, not stupid to think that it's happening at our own hospitals. I don't know. I, I have a very... Uh, the, the utilitarian blood in me r- really gets inflamed with the idea that, like... People are taking advantage. Well, no, the, the, the people are not giving up their vessels, in a sense... Really? For, for the people who are alive, you know? Like, pe- people who are squeamish. Like, no, I, I don't want you to... I don't want this... I think the whole aspect is once you die and you don't have any power of over where your organs go, you want to donate them to someone that's going to need them. Like, if a little girl needs my heart exactly. or something, you that, know, and I, don't, I can't use that's it anymore, why, then uh, donate it. But think about it. How do they know if it's going to actually go to that little girl? That's well, their whole idea. A little girl is, isn't... Like, it could go to, like, a 50-year-old man. Like, that give doesn't matter. It, How do you know as, long, if, as long as it goes to a normal life, yeah, that's fine. And even even if it just goes to like research, like that that's also a very effective use, you know. But if you have someone that's near you that needs your organ and you're transferring it over to them, like a friend or something, then you die on the operating table. Then they say, "Sorry, that we didn't, we couldn't get the organ out." And then they send that organ somewhere else. And then your friend's still dying. How do they know it was going to be put to good use? It's all about how do you know your stuff's going to be put to good use? I think you just have to trust the. You got to trust people. You, and have, to, people you have to trust doctors. You can't trust anybody. You can't trust anybody but yourself when it comes to stuff like this. this they're is, just super. Like I can definitely are, trust the medical system to to get my to get my organs where they need to be. Depends on if, so, if someone needs my liver or my heart. I trust that they'll get get it to the person on the highest the, the highest on the priority list. It de- it depends on like I said the moral op- opportunity of the person. Some people are good out there and some people are bad out there. Some doctors would rather take the extra ten thousand dollars they're being offered to send that organ somewhere else than to go put it in a normal surgery and save someone's life. Then you have good people out there that would do the right thing, but you never know, man. It's all about the basis of where you're at. You know, there could be different hospitals, different doctors. Your doctor could be on vacation that week, and you got a whole other asshole as dealing with, you know, well, you see, money problems at home. That said, you know, these these this company was looking at corpses as dollar signs, you know, but like 
like like you also said like earlier like that those skin grafts went to 10,000 people it saved 10,000 lives you know or infected 10,000 people or but you would think those tissues you were, would you would think that if those tissues were infected that there would be evidence you know and if they weren't then that's what the director said there's no evidence the director of the company that was running it yeah. of course he's going to say there's no evidence maybe they burned it but the whole aspect is he's going to all these funeral homes and taking people's skin and then selling it to other people and it's been given to 10,000 people yeah, well you'd think if those 10,000 people were infected with dead skin you know maybe not all of them but you got to think there's at least one or two out there maybe you know they're not doing it in the way a hospital would do it they're yeah. doing it like Hey, let me get this dead person's skin. You know, they're going to a funeral homes and doing that. You know, your grandma doesn't have any skin now because you have nothing to look at in the coffin because someone took her skin and is using it somewhere else. You'd be comfortable with that, not being able to look at your grandma one last time before. Maybe if they, it'd be better reasoning if they, when they're about to put her in the ground to do all this stuff, then you don't have to look at the body again once it's covered up in dirt. But the whole idea of corpse stealing and body snatching has been around for years. People, there used to be a corpse gun that would protect the coffin from um, intruders, like grave robbers and stuff. Because people were stealing people's families out of their graves. Actually, people would dig up their family members back in the day and take their family members home. Because they wanted their body where they could see it, where they could see it safe. They would let it sit in their living room. Because, you know, people were just breaking the bottoms of coffins and dragging the body out. And they make corpse cages. This is big in the Victorian era. Isn't that, that's just ridiculous to think. So, I mean, this isn't... Work. Especially back in that time, they, they definitely had a more, like, like spiritual view on their, like, bodies. I don't want anybody stealing my family members either, man. I'd be upset, too. I probably would try to take my grandma home. Yeah, man. It's, it's a really... It's hard not to get emotional about that kind of thing. It's, it's hard to know where your morality stands. I, I think at my core, I really believe that like everyone should be giving their corpse to the living. But it's really hard to tell that to someone who's just lost their family member. You know, it's it's hard to reconcile that like utilitarian like someone can use your heart. We're going to take your heart. Well, BTS was not an accredited member, nor did the company ever apply to be a member of the American Association of Tissue Banks. So they were working kind of under the law. They weren't really yeah. doing it the viable um, identification way. Like if you were going to drive without a license. Yeah. So Robert Rigney, who heads the association, says he doubted anyone who received tissue donations originating from the company is in any kind of health danger because the processors of the company dealt with had been subjected the tissues to their own screening processes. However, transplant patient Betty Boff was one person who suffered severe infection from septic shock, underwent dialysis, and ultimately paralysis due to having received an implant made from infected cadaver tissue from Master Muno's company. So we talked about out of that 10,000 people that got tested. There it is. There it is. So imagine a woman now is completely paralyzed because she just got received a bad implant. The wrong one, man. Although a recent judicial ruling has increased the difficulty of patients improving pain and suffering from receiving bad donor tissue in cases like these, Pfaff's lawsuit is still pending. Since 2005, it's still pending. Damn. So, actually this is from 2008, so 2008 is still pending. 
Other patients who received BTS-derived tissue and body parts include a Colorado woman who had to repeat her ACL replacement surgery after her first BTS tendon failed, and an Ohio woman who developed syphilis after receiving a bone from BTS, and an Ohio man who developed both HIV and hepatitis C after receiving Ugh. BTS bone implants in surgery. My God. Am I changing your aspect in that 10,000 people? Well, yeah, see, I, I was never like... They should be doing that illegally. But oh yeah, like, for sure. But I mean, like, I understand where you were going with, yeah, with the whole like, idea of how obviously, it might yeah, else. they're bad for doing it under the table. But I definitely with think illegal I methods. Think they were going, especially because we were talking like before, like, like I was kind of sounding like, yeah, they, their screening process was like, yep, like there wasn't any evidence, you know. But now you write out the evidence, you well, know. They were going after the basis of those people that already tested this stuff, so they're taking the other person's word. I think they should have made their own tests also. Yeah. But that was just a waste of time. They wanted to sell these stuff as fast as possible. On January 8, 2010, Michael Mastrino's now ex-wife, Barbara Mastromino, appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show in a segment, Husband's Secret Lives, and discussed the effect of the actions on her life and their son's lives. After confronting his father about the reason for his crimes while Dr. Mastromino was incarcerated at Rikers Island, their older son subsequently refused to speak to his father. During the broadcast, Barbara Mastromino also listened to and apologized to the daughter of a victim of her husband's crimes, while mentioning she had no knowledge of her husband's illegal acts. Barbara Mastromino acknowledged ignoring warning signs about the character of her ex-husband early in their relationship. On the morning of July 7, 2013, Michael Mastromino died at St. Luke's Hospital after suffering from bone cancer. He was only age 49. So the head of that program died of bone cancer. Do you say good riddance to a man that was selling organs and doing all this stuff? Or you say, you know, it seemed like that was karma in a way. Because karma, you know, he's infecting all these people with bad tissues and stealing people's organs and he gets killed by a bone disease. I find it hard to say good riddance to any human life. You know, it's... It's it's it's, it's never... It's never good to like presume, you know. So wrapping up the whole topic, it's, it's, of we, the we we talked about this. Issues. We talked about this again and again, you know. The do people deserve to be given a second chance? You know, those World War Two scientists. You know, all the fucked up shit they did. Do they deserve another shot? You know, they were following orders. You know, it's an excuse, but like, it's it's human nature. Do you think your thought changed on when I say biomedical tissue services now? Yeah. You don't think of people that are helping out uh, victims of burning incidents? Well, not this specific company, but what that name implies, I still believe in that, you know? Help, helping, like, like well, no. the, the this true... Is, this, isn't, this isn't chalking up to skin grafts and everything like that. This isn't chalking up the idea of skin grafts. This is, specific company. This yeah. company is known as the Biomedical Tissue Services. Yeah. So this is what they were doing. Yeah. So the whole idea of Biomedical Tissue Services, where we said it was a company that was helping with, you know... Specifically BTS, yeah. Definite, yeah. definite opinion change there. BTS is BS. Yeah. So <laughs> anybody out there looking to find out this a little bit more about this topic, definitely research it up. Um, look up some actual cases, because body snatching and, you know, organ harvesting is actually a giant thing that's happened through history, and it um, doesn't seem like it's stopping now and might not stop anytime soon. And also maybe consider looking up how to become a legitimate organ donor, you know?
actually save someone's life. Yeah, look up the benefits of adding that onto your license. You know, maybe your organs will be used to good and actually help somebody out. It's nice to think that, you know, we can still provide comfort to someone that needs it or a life, a new life to someone that uh, still has plenty of years left to live. So thanks for listening to this episode of Fill in the Blank and stay tuned for the next episode. For the next-